Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Eric Campbell is host of the Smart Prosperity Podcast and an associate with the Smart Prosperity Institute in Ottawa. He also spent some time as an advisor to Canada's Environment Minister. And we're going to be talking about uh, carbon emissions and getting a handle on them and reducing them. And like it or not, the effort to reduce carbon emissions uh, appears to be part of Canada's future. That ship has sailed, given the Conservatives' recent proposal to include carbon pricing in their plan. Uh, Cost on carbon is also all but inevitable. We, we see that. But in the effort to tackle this problem, is that going to work? What else can we do? What kind of things can we look to from previous public policy initiatives that saw success? That's where we're going to start this discussion. Eric joins us now. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Shay. Yeah, really interesting premise that you're putting forward, and one that makes a whole lot of sense. So let's go through it for the listeners. Basically, what you're saying is all we need to do here is, is take a look at other things that have worked, and in this particular instance, reducing smoking. Are there lessons that we can learn there? Uh, there must be, because we obviously did see a pretty dramatic reduction in smoking. We did, we did. And, and, and partly it's just reminding us as Canadians that, hey, we've, we've done pretty amazing things before. Uh, and the drop in smoking over the 80s and 90s in Canada, uh, led by both federal and provincial governments, um, was, pretty, was pretty shocking. In 1965, half of all Canadians smoked. So you know, and and if you're a male, there's more than a sixty percent chance you smoke. So, half of the people that uh, that you've had on the show today, Shay, they would be smokers. Half of the people in your household, half of the people at work, uh, all smokers. And today, it's less than fifteen percent. Uh, so that's a pretty enormous turnaround. And it's it's that kind of success that uh, that I think we need to uh, duplicate uh, with our uh, with our, our approach on climate change. Okay, so let's take a look at what worked with our approach on smoking that would apply to carbon change. Uh, what areas you looking at that you think might transfer quite easily? Well, there, there's actually a lot of parallels between the two, um, but there's, there's two in particular I want to focus on. The first is that um, in uh, between 1982 and 1992, taxation on cigarettes, both federal and provincial taxation on cigarettes, went up by 500%, and it achieved a 40% drop in smokers, just like that, uh, which was pretty, uh, which is an amazing turnaround. Now, what happened over the next few years is, of course, the the black market mm-hmm. uh, for for tobacco products increased, and so governments needed to reduce those taxes until they got the black market under control. And then it was the early two thousand before they started increasing those taxes again. But anyhow, what it, what it tells us is that taxation works uh, if you want to uh, to get people to buy less of something. So, you know, I think all of us uh, in Alberta, everywhere across Canada now, we can see that parallel. Uh, carbon taxes, which has existed in this country since 2008, B.C. was the first province to bring one in, they kind of do the same thing as that. And and now with the, the increases in the carbon price that, uh, that the Trudeau government announced uh, in December, uh, we're actually on a similar trajectory uh, uh, in terms of that uh, that increase in taxation on tobacco products in the 80s and 90s. The second thing that we did to really bring down smoking was to regulate advertising. Uh, that's something we hear a lot about nowadays. You can't even go into a shop to buy yes. cigarettes and actually see the cigarettes. Um, and we're all familiar with kind of those warnings and the disclaimers uh, 
Um, and, and we don't see, you know, kind of the Marlboro man around so much anymore. So, um, so the other proposal I was putting forward is, hey, let's, let's do the same thing for climate change. Those things that emit a bunch of pollution, you know, let's start with our gas guzzling cars. Uh, how about we start starting you know, start regulating those that advertising a little bit. Okay, let's go through those in, in a little bit more detail because the obvious drawback, and uh, it's being pointed out by a number of our listeners, and trust me, I had the question ready to go, listeners. I'm with you on this one. Um, when we talk about smoking, nobody has to smoke. You don't have to smoke. But when it comes to carbon, especially in this part of the world, um, if you don't have it, you're going to freeze to death in the winter and you're not going to be able to get around. So it's not like it's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. We still need carbon to do some of the things that we need just to survive. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and I think that's a really fair point. And and when I, you know, when I made this argument, a lot of it is just reminding, you know, wanting to remind, especially millennials and you know Gen Z, the younger generations, that hey, we as a country have done pretty amazing things before, and and we can do it again. The the similarities, you know, there's obviously some problems there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The you know, a lot of people need to get in their car to drive places. A lot of people need to use natural gas to heat their homes. And but increasingly, the alternatives, the the low carbon alternatives, are becoming available. Uh, you know, we're told that over the next few years, the cost of an electric vehicle is going to be the same, and then lower than our gas guzzling varieties. Um, and uh, and government incentives are are helping uh, provide you know, substitutes for the natural gas that a lot of us in Ontario and Alberta and especially use to heat our homes. So, so I, I hear you. I, I hear your listeners. There's, there's always, it's not as easy to turn off the, the carbon yeah. taps as it is the, the smoking taps, uh, but there is increasingly the option to do it. And, and as those options become available, we need to choose the cleaner options. Yeah, we need to change the perception. We, it's more of changing um, the way that we think, and it's not flipping a switch. I, I understand that. And I agree with you on that. Um, the advertising fits into that piece well, right? I mean, back when I was a kid, uh, tobacco companies sponsored everything, everything. If there was a major event, there was a tobacco company attached to it. Um, that's gone now. You don't see tobacco advertising at all. Um, does the research show that that was a big driver in changing the way people thought about smoking too? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, you know, I, I talk about the Marlboro Man and Joe Camel. Actually, you know, funnily, Joe Camel uh, and the Marlboro Man didn't do much advertising in Canada because we had our own brands of cigarettes mm-hmm. up here. Um, but, uh, but yes, you know, the, the event sponsorships, the, uh, the full page ads, the, uh, uh, the TV show, uh, ads, uh, for smoking, those, uh, had a really big impact, especially on, uh, luring young smokers. You know, the, the purpose of those ads and, and research has gone back and proven that, uh, was to recruit new smokers and, and the younger kids were, were the targets because, you know, once you, once you lure an 18 smoke, uh, an 18 year old smoker, uh, you've got a customer for life. You know, the amazing thing is that, and I, and I pick on our, our car ads, uh, a lot, um, because they are the second biggest advertiser in uh north america uh they spend loads of money on advertising and they're doing the same thing they're targeting you know those younger generations they want kind of to make these gas guzzlers look modern and hip um and you know uh, there's some research recently that looks at how much how many of these car ads are advertising electric vehicles and, and these future vehicles and it's still really a minority most of the advertising money for cars uh, and SUVs and trucks in this country is going towards those gas guzzlers, which, you know, it's kind of like advertising a VCR in 2005. You know, like, yeah, you can still buy them, 
but they're not going to be around that much longer. Um, so I think uh, I think we should be regulating that advertising so that uh, so that we're really promoting. Uh, the vehicles of the future that, that Canadians are going to be driving in five, six, ten years, one way or another. And, and I think the the final piece here is it's a change in public perception, and with smoking, as it will with this, it's going to take time, right? It's a gradual process. Absolutely. And, and you know what? We'll never eradicate it. Yeah. You know, we're not going to eradicate uh, in the same way we haven't eradicated smoking. I, I mentioned that today, 15% of Canadians still smoke. And you know what? That's a manageable level. That's that's you know it's not as much of a uh, a burden on our healthcare system. Uh, it's not a much uh, as much a burden as uh, on our own lives and our own uh, our own health um, as though it were fifty percent of us that were still smoking. Um, it'll be the same thing with carbon emissions. There's a certain amount of carbon dioxide emissions that you know we can we can safely emit in our economy, um, and we don't need to fully eradicate it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is bringing it down to a manageable level and uh, and doing it, you know, we're a little bit behind the eight ball, so we have to get going on it. That's that's what most of the scientists are telling us. And um, and so how do we bring it down to that manageable level uh, within, within a smart time frame? Interesting, interesting thesis. Thanks very much, Eric. I appreciate your time today. Appreciate it, Jay. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us.